Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to the Kingdom Mandate. Join us each Saturday as we share empowering and equipping messages that reflect on the Kingdom of God according to His sovereign will for mankind to remain in His covenant order. Get your clarion call and follow us on Blog Talk Radio, Kingdom Empowerment, Inc. Dr. Donna Ganny, and I'm joined here with uh, our Minister Gloria and Minister Belinda McKenzie, and that is Minister Gloria Vasquez, and we are here to talk to you about a kingdom-mandated message about the order of God, and we're starting out with the women of the Holy Bible. We, uh, the last four weeks, we were talking about strange women of the Bible that, you know, would have been considered strange today, but we find out as we were going through that they're not actually strange at all. Um, so now we're going to talk about women of the Holy Bible, and then we're talk, coming out of the Holy Bible about the first woman that was in the earth, Eve. So we're looking forward to talking about this uh, discussion today and sharing some insights, again, uh, about the sovereign order of God in the world. And I am happy today um, that we are are here in in this uh, new month of March, and I know that God is going to do some great and wonderful things for us. We're in a new day, a new month, and this is a new year, and God has told us great and wonderful things. He said, eyes have not seen, ears have not heard what the Lord has planned for those who love him. So I'm praying that everyone that is tuned in today, that you love them and that you're waiting upon that plan and that you're seeking the Lord's face, that he can glorify himself in you as a great testimony in the earth. In Jesus' name. I want to ask uh, Sister Gloria, can you please open us up with prayer? Yes. Hello. Good morning. 
Father God, we praise you. We thank you, dear God, Lord, that um, we are here another week, Lord God, and um, just uh, really we're seeking to know what you have for us today, dear God, what uh, you're going to be teaching us uh, about these uh, women of the Bible, dear God, and we thank you, Lord. And we pray that you open the mind of our understanding to uh, open up our hearts to receive your word, Father God. And uh, we pray just for everyone listening to Father God that they would be able to enter in also to receive, Father, that uh, we would learn at your feet, dear God. In Jesus' name we pray and we thank you, Lord, for all that you have for us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Bless the Lord. As I said, we're coming out of the Holy um, Bible and we're going to be talking about Eve today. But there's something I want you to know about uh, Eve. Eve um, is most commonly she's thought of the woman who um, brought sin into the world as she was beguiled by the serpent. But we don't want to just look at Eve as that person. We we want to talk about that too. But we want to also look at some of the uh, first uh the things that she had done that uh and the things that the Lord had initiated with her besides you know the sin that was introduced into the world, so we want to get a get a in depth knowledge of who is Eve, who was Eve of the Bible um we also will look at some of the acts that occurred with Eve in the Bible. We will look at uh, some of the things that Eve um, brought and manifested into the world uh, through, through sin and also uh, some of the things that she mani- uh, used, how she was used as a help meet for Adam um, as well. So let's start off in the Holy Bible, and I want to read um, in the, uh, I want to start with Genesis 2, Genesis 2. And bear with me as I get there, Genesis 2. If uh, you have it open, uh, Minister Gloria or Minister Belinda, if you can start reading there, that would be great. Genesis 2. Okay. At verse 1? Yeah. Yes, please. Okay. It says, Thus the heavens and the earth were finished, and all the host of them. And on the seventh day, God ended his work, which he had made. And he rested on the seventh day from all his work, which he had made. And God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it, because that in it he had rested from all his work, which God created and made. These are the generations of the heavens and of the earth, when they were created in the day that the Lord God made the earth and the heavens and every plant of the field before it was in the earth and every herb of the field before it grew. For the Lord God had not caused it to rain upon the earth, and there was not a man to till the ground. But there went up a mist from the earth and water the whole face of the ground. And the Lord God formed the man out of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. And the Lord God planted a garden eastward in Eden, and there he put the man whom he had formed. 
and out of the ground made the Lord God to grow every tree that is pleasant to the sight and good for food. And the tree of life also in the midst of the garden, and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And the river went out of Eden to water the garden that formed thence it was planted. It came into four heads. The name of the first is Python. Am I pronouncing it right? That yes, is it which compassed the whole land of Hey, you'll have to help me with that one. Of Hey, Vila, is that right? Where there is gold, and the gold of the of that land is good. There is Belgium, and the Oxid Stone, and the name of the second river is Gideon. On the same. Is it that compasses the whole land of Ethiopia? And the name of the third river is Head Head de Shekel. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing it. Yep. That, huh? A that is Okay. That is it which goeth forward towards the east of Assyria. And the fourth river is Euphrates. And the Lord God took the man and put him in the gar- into the garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat, but of the tree of knowledge and of good and evil thou shalt not eat of it. For in that day that thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. And the Lord God said, It is not good that man should be alone. I will make him a helpmeet for him. And out of the ground the Lord God formed every beast of the field and every fowl of the air and brought them unto Adam to see what he would call them. And whatsoever Adam called every living creature, that was the name thereof. And Adam gave names to all cattle, to the fowls of the air, and to every beast in of the field. But for Adam there was not was not found a helpmeet for him. And the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam, and he slept, and he took one of his ribs, and closed up the flesh instead thereof. And the rib, and the rib which the Lord God had taken from man, made he a woman, and brought her unto man. And Adam said, This is now bone of my bones, and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman, because she was taken out of man. Therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother and shall cleave unto his wife, and they shall become shall be one flesh. And they were both naked, the man and the and his wife, and were not ashamed. 
Okay, this is some good stuff and a whole lot to talk about just in this little part right here about ease. Let's look at this. What can we draw and um, from all of this about ease? Um, first of all, it says, and the Lord caused the deep sleep to fall upon Adam, and he slept. But I also wanted to bring out the points of what happened prior to Adam coming into the earth and, and, and being formed uh, in the likeness and image of God, and also to the instructions that was given to Adam immediately about the tree of knowledge and of good and evil, uh, where he said in 17, Thou shalt not eat of it, for the day that thou eatest, therefore thou shalt surely die. So the first commandment of that was given to Adam. The first uh, revelation of it was given to Adam. But then when God uh, goes on and he, he realizes that Adam needs a help me, so we can understand that Eve was created to be a help me for him. And it said, and out of the ground the Lord God formed every beast of the field and every field of the earth and, and brought them into Adam to see that what he would uh, call them. Whatsoever Adam called every living creature, that was the name thereof. But then... He and he say he gave names of the cattle and the fowl and every beast of the field, but Adam there was not found an an helpmeet for him. And so the Lord formed uh, Eve out of Adam, and He creates her from one of His ribs, and He closed up the flesh um, instead thereof. And then it said, and, and the rib which the Lord God had taken from man made he a woman and brought her unto the man. Now, look at this. It said that Adam said then, he said, this is now the bone of my bones and the flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman. But he didn't call her Eve yet. So the first thing he called her was woman, her as a woman. Uh, let's talk about that. Um, so Eve is made the first woman in the earth. Uh, does uh, Minister Belinda, what would the Lord give you in that area? Well, you know, Adam, he said, because she was made, taken from his, he was made, she was made from him. So he called her that. Because he was a part of her. You know, the Lord put him in a deep sleep and took his rib and made, you know, a woman a part of Adam for a helpmate. And, you know, you hear a lot of things. People say, well, man wasn't made for woman. Woman was made for man. And, and a lot of times if people stay in that realm, they'll miss what God was doing. He could have made that woman separate, but he didn't. He made her out of his rib. And then he goes on to say, what? Uh, how Adam says, she's a bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh. So he connected to her, to him, because she came out of him. He didn't separate her because they were connected. And then it says, and they'll become as one, you know, let me go back to it to make sure I'm reading it. Okay. Okay. 
become one flesh, you know? So it's one person, like they're two, but they're they're one. Absolutely. So the first initiation of man and woman in the earth where Eve and Adam were concerned, Adam and Eve are concerned, is that they became one. They were united as one together, as one flesh. And so it was man and woman, so God didn't make a man and another man. Uh, He realized that there was a, a necessity to bring a woman and so he formed her out of the rib of the man. And he also originally, everything else was created from the earth. Remember he said that he also created, because the man, he created the the other animals from the earth. And so it tells us how powerful that one union of uh, two entities, one being formed from the earth and receiving the breath of the nostrils uh, of God into the nostrils, became a living being, and then here he is taken from that a woman, and we have all of these people now trying to uh, create from that own creation another being, but. The, the, there have not been able to make it as divine as the Lord has originally made it and made it into a union and a bond that is not to be separated. That we bond together. And yes, he said help me there, but as you said, many people will take that and say that's all uh, the woman is. That's the, the only way that the woman has to play in this. Uh, Minister Brilliant, please share your thoughts in this Hello? Minister Gloria, please share your thoughts. Are you able to are you able to hear me? Hello? Yes. Yes, we can hear you. Okay. All right. Um I'm I'm getting a lot of um echoing uh noise. Um I just wanted to say that as a woman, um that she, because she's called a woman, she has a, a common um uh, humanity uh of equal value with the man, woman and man, equal value. And she's made, she's created as a helpmeet for Adam. Um, and, but both of them are made in the image of God. And so she's, although she, the Lord takes her out of the side of Adam, um, but they're both made in the image of God. And so they have a divine nature as well as a human nature. Um and she's created to complement Adam. So in, in some way, there's a, he has a need for her uh, as a helpmate, as a woman. Um, but there's an incompleteness in him that she will fulfill. And there's an incompleteness in her that he will fulfill. Uh, and uh, the Lord creates them to operate together. Um, he didn't want Adam to be alone, and uh, because of that, he, he's creating uh, Eve. Um, but this um, unique way of creating her, she was created 
everything else came out of the dust of the earth and the Lord brought everything out of the earth, but he brings Eve out of the side of of, uh, of Adam, which is a, a unique thing of, uh, about her. And um, and they're to rule together. Uh, so it's interesting to me that aspect of uh, of how she came to be, how the Lord brought her into into being. Absolutely, I think, and and it's a wonderful thing um, in that she was also uh, unique in that she was divinely made by the Lord. Um, Every other woman came from the womb, and every other man after that came from the womb. Um, None was divinely made as she was by and formed by the hands of God. So it it is a very uniqueness that um, also, too, at this point, she becomes a wife. She also becomes a wife, and at this time, both of them are naked. They're not ashamed of each other. They don't uh, see the uniqueness. They don't see that there's something different uh, about each other. They don't look at each other upon each other as being naked. Um, Minister Belinda, what would you say about that? And a man and a woman that, you know, God has put together, it's not nothing shame about your naked body, you know? And, and and like you say, she was divinely made because God didn't make her out of the earth. He made Adam, but he made her out of his rib on the side. That's the side, okay? The rib is the side. So it's a woman right next to him, you know, and a lot of, uh, religious beliefs that come out of man, not out of God. A woman's behind the man. You know, she she should be right side to him. And as what uh, Sister Gloria said, equally made, because they were both made in the image of God. Not mm-hmm. one less or greater, but the same. And he called her his wife. Now we have so many interpretations. This is a wife, this is a man. Two men, two women. No. We can formulate it, but you can't put it to God. And some people say, well, that's a hate speech. No, it's not. It's a fact, according to the Bible. Um, um, and I like, you know, on that verse where it says, uh, 24, therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother, and they shall cleave and cleave unto his wife, and they shall become one flesh. Okay? So, I mean, God gave instructions to Adam first, you know, and he had dominion over the garden. That's the whole world, every animal, birds, fish, and this man named it. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of times, God's people, we don't understand the dominion we have. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, if God gave that to man, you know, you you say there's so much in here 
if we could learn from the beginning what God did, what he gave each, you know, the man and the woman, and understand what was what was God's nature and what did he do in the beginning? Because when we are become born again, we have that right now because the the salvation that's been given to us by Jesus Christ. All of that belongs to us from the beginning to the end. Mm-hmm. So if you get a hold to what God is saying, we have the authority and the, the dominion. Mm-hmm. He, he gave man power. Mm-hmm. That was the first thing. He gave a power to name. That's a lot of animals. Mm-hmm. You know, and we're talking about everything. Mm-hmm. And he named it. And, and I, I don't. Uh huh. Go, yeah, go ahead. No, then he well, says in the beginning they made a. I don't see in the beginning that he made a distinction. You know, he said, "I'll make you a helper." No. Um, yeah. Although the man and woman had two different functionalities, the difference was a woman was like manette. you actually manette. M A N E. So it yeah. seems that the woman was conformed similar to the man, but although there's different functionalities, although there's mm-hmm. but they were one flesh. They were one, one flesh. One um, flesh. So they had the same similar uh, soul. They had they had the same soul. They had the yeah. same uh, uh, flesh. They had the same spirit functioning. Yeah. And that's what's yeah, so mostly, mostly so important is that uh, man, woman, God, child, plus function, uh, focus more so on the soul and the spirit and of yeah. the same nature in order to be in one flesh. Yeah, not you gotta, the capabilities, not the functionality, but the oneness of the soul and the oneness in spirit before God. The flesh, the 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 body, the spirit, soul, and body, and of oneness. Yeah. God. So the one flesh, and I'm gonna uh, say one whole vessel, one mm-hmm. whole in the eyes of God. Mm-hmm. Um,
and it says, Behold, I send you out as sheep in the middle of wolves, so be shrewd as serpents and innocent as doves. And so <clears throat> that was, uh, there was a standard of God for God's people to be pure. And uh, I think uh, it was shown here. Also, uh, they, in terms of just being free, and, and uh, when we go to Matthew 27, and verse 4, uh, 27 and verse 4, yes. One moment, I just want to go there for you. It says uh, in 27 and 4. One moment, please, I'm sorry. It says, uh, saying, I have sinned by betraying innocent blood, but they said, what is that to us? See to that yourself. Um, just that they were, they were free from any um, thoughts of uh, evil. They were free from acts of evil. Uh, they didn't view nakedness. You know, today we think of uh, when people see others naked, so much goes through the mind of unpurity. So much can go through the mind uh, that is, uh, that's not good. Uh, but they were free from all of that. They were not bound uh, by any of those negative thoughts or sinful thoughts. The, it also represents the righteousness uh, that was in them. And here, uh, if we go to Matthew 23 and verse 35, where it says, So that upon you may fall the guilt of all the righteous blood shed on earth from the blood of righteous Abel to the blood of Zechariah, the son of uh, Barakiah, whom you murdered between the temple and the altar. So you see a, a, just a drastic uh, difference between the innocence of Adam and Eve uh, and the guilt uh, of, of Cain and Abel, who came just one generation later. Uh, how different they were already thinking when they fell into sin, but yet how innocent Adam and Eve were and how righteous they were. Uh, their thoughts of purity and they just were um, uh, free from all forms of evil. And then the other thing was that they are clean and pure. Uh, here I just wanted to go to Acts 18 and 6. Acts 18, um, verse 6. And it says, But when they resisted and blasphemed, he shook out his garments and said to them, Your blood be on your own heads. I am clean. From now on, I will go to the Gentiles. Uh, Adam and Eve were clean. They were pure. They were like Jesus. 
um, they represented Jesus in many ways, just the, the righteousness, the purity, the innocence. Um, and I think all of that represents a standard of holiness of God. They, they were made in the image of God. And so, so when before the fall, uh, everything about them represented uh, the standard and the purity uh, and the righteousness of, of the Lord as they were made in the image of God. So that, those are my thoughts, uh, just in, in terms of the naked, you're asking about the nakedness uh, and how uh, how they dealt with that. And I think that was, these things were part of that. Amen. It is true because she was the first woman that was created by the hands of God and she was created in purity. Um, she had no inherited sin. Like we do, we have inherited sin when we're born automatically. But she had no inherited sin. She was born uh, out of the hands of God. And so, again, there was no inherited sin. There was no rebellion unto God. Uh, there was nothing that had uh, been done, no fall, um, when she was formed in, by the hands of God. In the Garden of Eden, I'm going to remind you, too, she was the first to dwell and only to dwell in the Garden of Eden with Adam. Um, that means that they were in the presence of God, in the presence experiencing the direct presence, that glory of God which produces purity, purity and holiness. And they were in the divine image of God, untampered with, pure and holy. And um, just think about they were touched by God. Everything about them was just a masterpiece in the hands of God, um, created for his divine will and purpose to have dominion and power over everything that he had created. Now, and we're going to move on to uh, look further at Eve and and some of the things about Eve and the earth. So let's look at uh, Genesis 3. In Genesis 3, I'm going to read um, from verse 1, and I, I read that we like to get the full context to see the whole picture of what is going on in the mandate of God under his order. Because it's important to grasp the full picture of what the Lord is saying in the word of God. So in Genesis 3, verses 1, it says, Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden. And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but the fruit of the tree, which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, Ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. And the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not surely die. Hmm. For God does know that the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, and ye shall be as God, little g-God, 
knowing good and evil. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was pleasant to the eyes and a tree to de- to be desired to make one wise, she took of that tr- of the fruit thereof and did eat and gave also unto her husband with her and he did eat. And the eyes of them both were and they knew that they were naked and they sold fig leaves together and made themselves aprons. And they heard the voice of the Lord walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. And the Lord God called unto Adam and said unto him, Where art thou? And he said, I heard the voice in the garden, thy, thy voice in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked. And I hid myself, and he said, Who told thee that thou was naked? Hast thou eaten of the tree whereof I commanded thee that thou shouldest not eat? And the man said, The woman whom thou gavest to be with me, she gave me of the tree, and I did eat. And the Lord God said unto the woman, What is this that thou hast done? And the woman said that, serpent beguiled me, and I did eat. And the Lord God said unto the serpent, Because thou hast done this, thou art cursed above all cattle and above every beast of the field. Upon thy belly shalt thou go, and thus dust shalt thou eat all the days of thy life. And I will put enmity between thee and the woman, and between thy seed and her seed. And it shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. Unto the woman, he said, I will greatly multiply thy sorrow, and thy conception in sorrow. Thou shalt bring forth children, and thy, and thy desire shall be to thy husband, and he shall rule over thee, saying, Thou shalt, shalt not eat of it. Curse is the ground for thy sake, and sorrow shalt thou eat of it all the days of thy life. Thorns also and thistles shall it bring forth to thee, and thou shalt eat the herb of the field, and the sweat of thy face shalt thou eat bread, till thou return unto the ground, for out of it was thou taken, for thus thou art. And unto dust thou shalt return. And Adam called his wife's name Eve, because she was the mother of all living. And Adam also, and his woman, did the Lord give, make coats of skin and clothe them. And the Lord God said, Behold, the man is become as one of us to know good and evil. And now lest he put forth his hand and take also of the tree of life and eat. And live forever. Therefore, the Lord God sent him from the Garden of Eden to till the ground from whence he was taken. So he drove out the man, and he placed at the east of the Garden of Eden cherubims and flaming swords, which turned every way and keep the way of the tree of life. Amen. The word of God. So let's look at this, because this is some deep things going on here. But let's focus on uh, 
verses 1 through 7 for now. Um, so we can kind of paint a picture about Eve uh, as she is being wooed, wooed or beguiled by the serpent. Uh, Minister Belinda, please share your thoughts. Yes. Now, we go to the first instruction. It was given to Adam. He knew about the tree of life. And then the woman did. Now, here comes the serpent. And the first lie, you know, tells if you eat of this, you know, you'll become. (laughs) Mm. And the serpent said unto the woman, you shall not surely die. But that's not what God said. Mm -hmm. So she listens to the lie. She's deceived by the the serpent. Then she offers (laughs) it to Adam. But Adam had full knowledge that God told him not to eat of that tree. So then he takes it. So then their eyes are open. They had no, no knowledge of that until they ate of that, that tree. You know, they didn't see their body naked. They weren't shaved of their body. But they eat this this fruit that's supposedly going to uh, be very good for them. What what happens on the first act? They go into lion, then they find out their bodies are naked, so they they clothe themselves up. And they hide from God. But you can't hide from God. So then he says, who told you? And he knew they had eaten of the tree, uh, you know, tree of life. That was the knowledge coming out of that tree. And that's the place that he told them not to eat. Then he begins to tell them, you know, uh, here we go. So they became ashamed. But in the first state, they, they there was no reason to be ashamed. Like Sister Gloria said, it was it was holy. You know, they 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 were naked before the Lord. He made their bodies. And everything that God has made, there's nothing to be ashamed of it. It's when the latter comes that you'll start seeing all of that division. But uh that's what I got. You know, and you read, you've heard a lot of people that uh, Eve deceived Adam. No, no, she didn't. Adam had full knowledge first. So he wasn't deceived. They allowed the enemy to... Uh, she allowed the enemy to seduce her. Hmm. You know, you, you know um, what you said is totally true. And yes, they were holy. They were um, in the image, direct image, yeah. and the likeness of God. They were in the direct image and likeness of God. But. Then they get to this point where they, you know, partake of 
beguiling of the serpent. And one of the things that we have to realize for them to be in the presence of the Lord and the serpent is also there um, with a familiar presence of who they are because they all, the serpent was created by God. Uh, the serpent was dwelling in the presence of the Lord, so he had a familiarity of that presence. And she was totally fooled by him because, you know, I would think that they probably have some type of resemblance of something being similar to that of God with them. Um, so the serpent beguiled her. In Second Corinthians 11, you know, Paul talks about that again because he's talking to them about the marriage, the uh, being a marriage to the Christ, one and true Christ, the Messiah. And and he says, um, from verse 1, he said, Would to God ye could bear with me a little in my folly and in being bear with me. He said, For I am jealous over you in godly jealousy, for I have espoused you to one husband, that I may present you as a chaste virgin to Christ. Yes. A chaste virgin to Christ, meaning that uh, untainted, un, unadulterated, un, you know, uh, espoused to anything else. And I'm not talking about a fleshly thing, but uh, the body of Christ being joined as one to Christ as a chaste virgin, purity. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then he said, but I fear lest by any means as the serpent of God, even though his subtlety, so your mind should be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. So, um, you know, we look at this marriage of one uh, one wife being joined in one flesh with uh, her husband Adam. We, the body of Christ, also too, can be, you know, beguiled, beguiled away from our union in being one flesh with Jesus Christ. So we all yeah. have to be careful in that area. Uh, we have to hold yeah. on to the uh, truth of God. So it's, it's not just looking at it as Eve being deceived by the serpent alone, but we also, too, have to look at it. Or can we be deceived by this serpent of familiarity that seems like it is... Um, uh, the nature of God, because the Bible says that the angel comes as a form of light. Um, I'm sure that the serpent didn't seem like he was a bad guy because he had a familiar essence with him, a present. Yeah. Um, when we yeah. look at this, how how was he able to get that close to the begotten? That she wasn't fearful of it. It's something different from that of God, but yet it has a familiarity. And he's telling her that, you know, telling her things that she probably don't know the difference. She's, she doesn't have a full understanding of, of darkness and, and what it looks like, but she knows that she wasn't supposed to eat of that tree. But here's something that seems familiar like God that's coming and telling her or not has not looking like God, not having that glory essence, but has a familiarity of it. They're saying, surely you shall not die. He lied to her. He beguiled her. He 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 was deceptive. He tricked her. He deceived her. 
he was wiling her. And what does the Bible tell us? That uh, put on the armor of God so that we yeah. will not uh, fall to the tricks or the schemes or the wiles of the enemy. Because we're not wrestling yeah. with flesh and blood, but with um, principalities of wickedness. And and she wasn't necessarily wrestling, but she was beguiled. She was wild. She was tricked. She was fooled. And the other thing about this is he tells her, he lies to her and says, you will not surely die. And this is the thing that Jesus, um, when when the devil came to him, you know, he began to try to use tricks and schemes and wiles. But Jesus stood his ground. He stood on the word of God. He referred to the word of God when he was responding back. And this is why it's so important that the body of Christ, I'm looking at solutions now, but uh, not not really going into the solution stage, but um, she, she was absolutely fooled, beguiled by the devil, uh, by the mm-hmm. serpent, I'm sorry, by the serpent, as the Lord has said in the Bible, by the serpent. So um, here it is. Also, too, the other point that I want to bring out before we bring um, Minister Gloria in, said when the eyes were open, now, they never did know anything about wearing clothes, but here it is that she becomes one of the first instruments with Adam, along with Adam, to sew figs, to sew garments, to put up on the body. Uh, so it mm-hmm. says they made aprons, made themselves aprons. Um, now, they didn't know anything about putting on clothes. They didn't know anything about putting things together. So Eve becomes one of the first women involved in creating a garment for the body. Um, yeah. That is, Yeah, so there's a whole lot of, out of just, just verses 1 through 7. To look at um, and, what, and what are they covering Did they cover their sin That they covered their nakedness and Their they nakedness knew that they were naked. Yeah But yeah. why you know They knew that they they were deceived Because it said No wisdom and you know knowledge So when they took other fruit Something happened it was an exchange Yeah yeah. And then they had, they felt like they had to hide. They had to clothe themselves and hide themselves. Mhm. Mhm. Yep. Uh, Minister Gloria, please share your um, what the Lord has given you in this uh, topic we're speaking of in verses one through seven, Genesis three. I'm sorry, we are experiencing technical difficulties today with the frequencies in the background and also the delays. Um, Minister Gloria, please share your thoughts. Are you able are you able to hear me? Uh-huh. Yes. Yes, yes. we can hear you. All right. So um they they eat of this tree and it's called the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And almost instantly that they take in this knowledge of evil, it's as if it adds something to their very persona and to their mentality, to the way they are speaking, to their their attitudes, their behavior. Um, 
and everything has to do with being bound, uh, bound by fears, anxieties, worries, um, bound by insecurities, uh, where they're hiding because they have a sudden awareness of their own nakedness. Uh, and in some way, it even changes the perception of the nakedness, whereas before they didn't think about it. Now, all of a sudden, uh, it, it has all these negative connotations uh, to their uh, who they are. Um, whereas before it was just natural and they weren't worried about it, now all of a sudden it's something to be ashamed of. They have a shame on them that they didn't have before. There's a guilt on them that they didn't have before to the point where they're hiding and they start to fashion these uh, garments and trying to cover up their own bodies. Uh, whereas before they weren't, they weren't doing that. So they have a lot of burden and uh, related to this taking in of the knowledge of evil. Uh, it's totally uh, changed, uh, almost as if it, it's changed somehow their DNA. Um, just everything about them, from, from their thoughts to their behaviors, their, everything about them has suddenly changed. I wanted to read in the Corinthians, uh, 2 Corinthians 6, verses 14 to 18. It says, do not be bound together with unbelievers for what partnership have righteousness and lawlessness or what fellowship has light with darkness or what harmony has Christ with Belial or what has a believer in common with an unbeliever? Or, verse 16, what agreement has the temple of God with idols? For we are the temple of the living God, just as God said, I will dwell in them and walk among them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Therefore, verse 17, therefore, come out from the midst and be separate, says the Lord, and do not touch what is unclean. And I will welcome you, verse 18, and I will be a father to you, and you shall be sons and daughters to me, says the Lord Almighty. So here we see um, this relationship with God and with being pure and holy uh, and living in the righteousness of Christ, of God. Uh, it has to do with partnership. Uh, the righteousness brings us into an agreement with God. But that agreement with God also gives us a purity, a cleanliness um, that separates us from lawlessness. And it brings to our life a freedom from all of these burdens, worries, anxieties, fears, all of this. Uh, you know, so many times people are so bound and worried with the things of the world. And we can see here that Adam and Eve didn't have that before the fall. Uh, they were in harmony with God. Um, there was a, a peace about them that they didn't even think about. It was almost like a, it was a, almost like something that they took for granted. They, they, they didn't even realize the, the peace that they had. Um, they were in agreement with God and didn't even think about that agreement. It was just there. Um, and they, they dwelt with God. They were, they, uh, the Lord, the Holy Spirit, lived among them. 
in, in a peaceful way. So all of a sudden, all of this was jeopardized, and they have become almost like a different people, um, where even their behavior, their thinking, their perceptions were all affected by the fall. And uh, this is what they passed on uh, in, in the, when, uh, to their children. Uh, when, the, when they had children, the very next generation already, one, one son was murdering the next. Uh, and jealousies, and we see all of that, all of that in the very next generation. Amen. Amen. That was real good um, to point out. I I like that. You know, in First um, Timothy, also too, it makes mention of Adam and Eve. And um, first, I'm sorry, yeah, First Timothy two. Um, we're having that little frequency in the background again, but we're going to continue on. Uh, for Adam was the first one, then Eve, and Adam was not deceived, but the woman being deceived was in transgression. Um, so one of the things is, is Adam did not see the, the serpent directly. What is What he saw was Eve. He did not see the, the uh, serpent directly. Um, but Eve, on the other hand, she did. She even had communication with the serpent, um, which is pretty serious uh, in the eyes of God because and we have to be very careful um, how we, what and who we relate with in the body of Christ. We have, as a minister Gloria said, she pointed out something very important. Uh, we have to be separated from things that will cause us to go into lawlessness. It will call us, cause us to transgress the laws of God. Now, that was a direct commandment that Adam had received from the Lord. We don't know how, uh, the Bible doesn't tell us how and when, Eve got word of it, but she did get word of it because she knew that she was not supposed to eat of that tree, of knowing of to know what was good and evil, that tree of knowledge. Um, they were only to partake of, of certain trees that were in the garden. But that one tree that the Lord told them not to take of, she, she did it at the voice of another. So which makes me uh, wonder, did she get it directly from God or did she receive that uh, commandment? Did she receive the commandment third party from uh, Adam and not take full understanding of the importance of it? Because she went and she ate from that tree by uh, the voice of the serpent. And also, too, we look at the fact, as we did with um Sarah, Sarah never had a direct connection with God until um, the Prince uh, of Peace came, and she got a direct understanding of what she was capable of doing, of, of having a child. Um, then she received that, and she, she partook of it. But before, she was only getting a third-hand uh, knowledge from, the, uh, from Abraham that she was going to bear a son. Now, uh, when we look at that, we wonder, because when Jesus Christ came, woman uh, was able and capable by the power of the Holy Ghost and, and through 
the revel to receive direct revelation from the Lord. The Bible says that woman, uh, the Spirit, the Holy Spirit knows not Greek or Jew, nor um, man, male or female. So she didn't. I wonder is it the fact that she didn't have firsthand knowledge that led her um, into following another voice? And we have to be careful about that. About especially women that you know your husband is in the, the priestliness of God and he's do, functioning in the will of God. He's doing things according to the nature of God, and we're listening to external voices. Minister Belinda, share your thoughts on that before we move forward to verse 8 through um, and, and, and the rest of the uh, Genesis 3. Um, Minister Belinda. Yes, mm-hmm. can you hear me? Yes, yes it's important. You know, when you say he's in the priestly, uh, underneath the covenant of God, is walking with God rightfully, you know, and he is that head now because God said it. He would rule over a woman, okay, after they ate. But it's not in an ungodly fashion. Mm -hmm. You know, that has to be in check, too, because... Men have to go to the understanding of the scripture, how he's supposed to walk, how is he supposed to uh, minister in his house. You know, mm-hmm. it's not abuse and bondage. And when a man does that, you know, a wife is supposed to submit unto that. And, and there's times that God may give that man a word, and then if that woman's connected rightfully with the spirit of God, you know, she goes into prayer about it, but she can't reject it. You know, you could pray over it to see what is your part because you're still one flesh. I mean, if you're going back to the, the scripture, y'all are one flesh. Yeah. So that's you have good. to be you have to mm-hmm. be aware of what spirit is talking to you. Yes, but you know it's it it uh, uh, what happened is an example, you know, for us to to be very careful, you know, if if the Lord says do this, do mm-hmm. it until He says it's changed. Mm-hmm. And if somebody comes to you and God has not, uh, it's so. You know, about being prayerful, like you said, making sure. And, and, and Sister Gloria is saying, you know, separate. When the Lord said separate yourself. You know, why did God say separate? Because he does darkness and, and, and light do not abide. Mm-hmm. If we know the true nature of God, we know according to his word what he says. This is me. This is not me. So how Mm -hmm. can you partake of something that's not God? Mm -hmm. You're going to be influenced by two things. Mm -hmm. And, you know, in the garden, there was no influence other than what God had told them until they made that choice. Mm -hmm. All they knew was God. mm -hmm. Go ahead. Yes, I'm sorry. 
Um, you know, also, too, I think what is very important in all of this is that there there is a necessity that women also have their own relationship with God because, it, like uh, I was saying with Sarah, Sarah yes. wasn't she was receiving a third party from, from um, yes. Abraham. But it wasn't until she had that, like, heard the voice directly that the manifestation yes. Uh, birth forth into the womb to, to you know, come into fruition in the earth. The, the fruit was yeah. able to come forth in the earth um, from the womb. Yeah. So I, I think also, too, there's um, a, a necessity that uh, God came, when Jesus, God came down into the earth to give us that access, and he said, I'm going to leave the paracletos, the comforter, behind that the woman also, too, now, must uh, seek God to have that direct connection as well so that as they are in one one flesh, one union together, not only is it that uh, the man is receiving revelation, but the woman has already got the same revelation. But it's a confirmation. Amen to that. That's what I was going to say. Yes. Yeah, God's yes. will then is in Sovereign will is being yes. birthed into the earth together as one. Uh, so that that yeah, go ahead. Yes. I'm sorry. Because you can't, you cannot get it in just one vessel. Y'all are if y'all one flesh, then you both better be praying. And God is not in division. He's going to give the revelation. One will have a part in another, but it's the same revelation connecting it together. It is important for a woman to seek God. You know, he said, deny yourself, pick up your cross. He made that clear. That's for a man and a woman. Mm -hmm. And when you stand before God, you're not standing with your husband. If you leave before him, you are standing solely by yourself and going to be judged according to what you have done. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Me and one flesh is in the spirit. The body becoming according to what God says, one flesh. If there's mm-hmm. one flesh, that one flesh is is looking up to God, mm-hmm. praising and serving God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's a powerful thing because it's no separation. You both are before God, seeking after God. God's going to talk to that that vessel. And that's mm-hmm. one vessel, vessel, but not many people are getting there. You know, yeah. they live in this soulish marriages, even in the church, you know, mm. because we got our own tradition. Well, I'm the man, and the woman got her own philosophy. God ain't got nothing to do with that. He said he doesn't see male or female. Mm-hmm. He's looking at the soul. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was important because when they, even when they recognized that they were simple, it said they sold. So they were working it together. Um, yeah. It wasn't, you know, Adam was doing it by himself or she was doing it by herself. They were working together after yeah. the act had been. Now, was it a good act? I can't, I, I can't say that it was a good act in the eyes of God because they were they were sowing figs <laughs> they were 
doing leaves together. And, and, you know, obviously it wasn't suitable in the eyes of God because as we moving on to the next one, it's like uh, he, instead he clothed them with uh, the, the, the covering of animals because they were going into what? Yeah. Darkness. It's the yeah. many reasons. And they did the, the act together. Blood, you know, they, blood covering. They, uh, there's so many things that was happening with that. But let's Let's let uh, Minister Gloria share her thoughts on what we were just talking about, about um, the man and the woman and how it's important for the woman to hear directly from the Lord. You know, there's something to be said about having discernment and being able to know and uh, when it is the Lord that's speaking, uh, having having. For us, uh, the knowledge of the Word of God and understanding that the Word of God transforms us. It transforms the heart, removes the mind. And by doing that, it's not just getting some knowledge uh, into us academically. It's about allowing it to change us, to transform us. And in transforming us, everything about us becomes new. Uh, how we think, how we choose, how we act, um, how we perceive life and people and uh, how we interact with them and uh, how we respond to the things and the events uh, going on in our lives, how we respond to God, how we have a relationship, enter into a relationship with God and how we enter into a relationship with others and especially if we, if we have a spouse, um, how we enter into that relationship with them, especially because those relationships, both with God and with the spouse, is a relationship uh, of oneness. Uh, I, I would say that the, the oneness is above above even, more than just the unity. It's, it's a, a becoming one. Uh, and it, like the Bible says, what good does a, you know, a believer have with a non-believer? Uh, it'll come to nothing because it's as if they're canceling each other out on everything they do, think, say, you know. Um, so this having this knowledge of evil uh, that they came into Adam and Eve, it totally changed them and separated them from God. Um, but it did it separates them from God, but in in every way, in in, in fundamentally in who they are, uh, everything about them becomes separated, and in becoming separated, it becomes opposite of what God intends for them to be in His righteousness and holiness. Uh, it it becomes uh, as they have a war going on now between in, within them. Because everything that is holy within them now becomes challenged by this uh, uncleanliness that is now literally in them. They now have a war in them of between good and evil. Amen. There's a, there's Amen. a, a, a nature of goodness in their spirit and a nature of evil in their Amen. flesh. Amen. And these two things are at war within them. And how sad is that? It's not that there's a war. You know, when we think of war, we think of war being outside of us. Uh, we, we think of war between two countries or, you know, war between uh, something that's external to us. But when there's a war inside of you, 
how sad is that? Uh, and if evil within is never checked, it's never brought under um, through uh, through the intake of the word of God, uh, then it's out of control. And so, yes, fear takes over, anxieties, worries, uh, insecurities, all of these things just uh, proliferate, you know, um, and they just take over uh, our lives, mm-hmm. our being. So um, that, that's what I wanted to say. It is. Absolutely true, and, and certainly um, the Word of God, because we can see that even in the book of Romans 7, there was a challenge for Paul as he was bouncing backwards and forth between the flesh and walking in the spirit. But then he gets into Romans 8, and he does say that it was by the spirit, walking by the spirit, that he was able to overcome. Um, so going into going into Genesis three um, eight on down, let's look at this. Um, the voice of God is coming in. They're they're seeing that the Lord is coming, and they realize that they are again. They already have realized that they were naked because they had covered themselves with leaves, and the Lord. Um, is already aware of their sin, of course, because he's an all-knowing God. He's El Roy. So he's coming into the garden in, in the cool of the day, and Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God amongst the trees of the garden. But the Lord will sometimes, he will begin to question you to ensure that you are aware of what you have done um, you yourself, because he knows the heart, he knows the mind, he knows the spirit, he knows the soul. So he he's questioning him to bring uh, Adam into a form of awareness of what he has done. And the Lord God called unto Adam and said unto him, Where art thou? And he said, I heard thy voice in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. Now, he still has a sense of innocence there. Adam still has a sense of innocence because he's telling the truth. He's telling God why he's hiding. And and he said, who told thee that thou was naked? Hast thou eaten of the tree whereof I commanded thee that thou shouldest not eat? But this is... Um, as I said, Adam didn't see the serpent. And Adam didn't even question Eve, where did you get this fruit from? He just, she, it just says that he, uh, I'm just going by the word of God. There may be some missing sentences in here. I'm sure it was passed from generation to generation before the writing, but as the story is told and reflected in the Bible, there's no understanding as to did he question Eve before he ate it or did he just eat of it? And, but there's an appearance that he just partook of what he was eating and didn't question it. At any point, he just ate from it. And so he says, and the man said, the woman whom thou gavest to be with me, she gave me of the tree and did eat. I did eat. He's just saying he did eat it because he, she gave it to him. She's his help me. She's the one that's there with him. And so Eve feeds Adam of the tree. And Adam doesn't see the serpent in it. So he says, 
the woman. He said, the woman who thou gave to be with me, she gave me of the tree. And then the Lord said unto the woman, so God speaking directly to Eve, what is this that thou hast done? And the woman said, the serpent beguiled me and I did eat. So Eve was the first woman to identify that the serpent beguiled her. She 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 had uh, taken understanding that she was deceived and she did eat of it. So she's the first woman who's responding to God that there's an acknowledgement that there's a serpent. There's an acknowledgement that and an understanding that of beguiling, uh, the first instance of beguiling. And the Lord God said unto the serpent, because thou hast done this, thou art cursed above all cattle and above every beast of the field. Upon thy belly shalt thou go, and thus thou eat all the days of thy life. But one of the things that must also be understood in this is that God is telling uh, the serpent his portion, but then when he refers back to, and he he says there's going to be enmity between thee and the woman, enmity, a hostility between the woman and the serpent. And he also says uh, between thy seed and her seed. Now, if a man does not understand, man, if you're listening and out there, and, and if there's a form of deception around a woman and she started asking a lot of questions, she realized something is not right here. You have to understand that there's a hostility between that woman and any form of deception there. Um, I want to continue on, and, and let's open up that up for discussion. Um Minister Belinda, please share uh, your thoughts in that area. Uh, yes. There's a lot of times that I've seen this where a woman will see that spirit before the man does. You know, they'll feel, like you say, they sense something that's not right. And there is a, a, a conflict, you know, that... Uh, they'll have between that that darkness. Even in my own household, you know, when God told me to that I had to stand as the head because when their father, you know, didn't and left, uh, I would see stuff before it entered into my home. My daughter may be amongst some people or my son, and they swear they see and they know and I would see it and tell them, I said, this person is not right. Uh, you know, they would say, well, what are you talking about? I said, I'm telling you what I say. And then later, I had one son have to come back and said, he said, Mama, you you just tripping. You're just trying to. I said, oh, no, I'm seeing spiritually. And God told me exactly what this, uh, it was a young lady, what kind of spirit she had and what she would do. And he came back and said, Mama, you were right. That girl was exactly like that. Said, I wasn't right. God was right. Yeah. And you know, you know God other... said it because she sees it. She sees it. Mm-hmm. And, and like you say, she gave the, the apple to uh, to the fruit to uh, 
a husband, he ate it. And each one of them tells it. She says, the serpent beguiled me. And then he says, he gave it to me. So it went from down to the all of them. But, you know, God deals with each individually. You know, he asked the woman, what have you done? And then, and then after that, he says that between her seed and the serpent seed, you know, uh, um, and we, yeah. we're going to get a little bit deeper off into that as well. But just stand between the woman and the serpent, uh, the hostility there is, is really prevailing, especially if that woman is clinging to God, that woman is having a relationship with the Lord, that woman uh-huh. is seeking the of the Lord in and out and if she has any of those gifts from the Lord yes. that yes. revelation is going to come out that there is something serpent around here and I'm going to give you a prime example a woman will a, a child will come and say to the woman I'm going to the grocery store and the woman will immediately start, start taking discernment and understanding yes. but the woman will say um Maybe say no, but the father, the child go and ask the father the same question. The father will say, yeah, go ahead and go, you know. But the woman would have discerned something in that. Um, and, and a lot of times uh, when the child comes back, the revelation come, becomes known. Or the woman can walk off into the house and you children out there of mothers, uh, you, mm-hmm. The mother will walk in the house, and they will know when that house is out of order or something has gone wrong in that house. And yes. it was, and the woman will start questioning the children because she knows yes. that something is out of order, and well, it's yeah. just it's a natural discernment. But when when the a person that woman is seeking the Lord, and she has that. Uh, uh, connection with God, she's in tune with the Lord, she will know that that when the, there's something that is deceptive going on or when something is out of order that is not aligned with the Lord. Uh, Minister uh, Gloria, please share your thoughts in that area. But it's one. It's it's uh, to me. It's like one of those umbrella words that covers so much more than it would seem to. Uh, than it would seem to. Um, I just wanted to read here in uh, two Thessalonians two ten. Two Thessalonians two ten. It says, and with all the deception of wickedness. So it's deception, but deception of what? It's deception of wickedness, okay? Um, For those who perish because they did not receive the love of the truth so as to be saved. So deception is a word that covers many things just as on the other side, the word truth speaks of many things. So let's just look a little bit and see what is this deception? What is what is what are we talking about here? Um, and in Colossians two eight, it says, "See to it that no one takes you captive through philosophy and empty deception, according mm-hmm. to the tradition of men, according to the tradition of men, according to the elementary principles 
of the world. So, I mean, we're talking principles here, you know, uh, rather than according to Christ. Let's uh, go to um, uh, Ephesians 4.14. As a result, we no longer, we are no longer to be children tossed here and there by waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine. So we're talking about principles, we're talking about doctrines, by the trickery of men, by craftiness in deceitful schemings. Okay, um, in uh, Ephesians 5, 6, let no one deceive you with empty words, for because of these things the wrath of God comes upon the sons of obedience. Um, there was one, uh, it was... Uh, in uh, Romans one twenty nine, being filled with all unrighteousness, wickedness, greed, evil, full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, malice, they are gossips. So, you know, when we talk about being deceived, um, it carries so much with it that uh, there's no way that it, it doesn't affect who the person literally is. This will... This will change the person. It's as if taking something, and I, 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 you know, when we put on our garments on the outside of us, when we, uh, sometimes we can get up, you know, they, they talk about black tie evenings. So we can get all dressed up and look very formal and uh, look really impressive. And then there are other days, we could put on jeans and T-shirts and dress down, and we look totally different. When we talk about good and evil, the, the, the taking in, when Adam and Eve sinned and they took in this evil, it was much more than just a bite of an apple. The evil, was it was a spiritual thing. It completely mm-hmm. changed their nature, who they were, in, in, the, in the most basic way way the the, the the their very beings were affected by this their mentality their emotions uh everything about them their inner being was changed and these evil has its own nature but it comes with such a complicated comes with such a complicated array of qualities um that are contrary to the righteousness of Christ, the goodness of God. Uh, it is it is completely in opposition to God, and that's why it comes against the relationship. It comes against faith in God because it is totally contrary to God. And so it, it totally separates the person from, the, from unity with the Lord. It leads them in a whole different direction. And um, I think that's what we need to understand about being deceived. It's not, it's not, a, it's not a singular thing. It, to me, it's a, if I had to describe it, I would describe it as like an umbrella that carries many things under it, many. Uh, and all of them have to do with uh, um, feeding into the evil nature. Uh, that 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 really is it comes from uh, from Satan. Amen, Minister mm-hmm. Belinda. We're talking about the hostility between the woman and the serpent right now. So let's 
let's look at that a little bit deeper because when we talk about the, the hostility between the woman and the serpent and between her seed and the serpent seed, uh, according to what the Word of God said, I want to I want to read it again um, because it's very important for the body of Christ to understand that. Um, but we also must understand not to allow our emotions, our soulish realm, to rule in it when we get in the midst of that uh, that spiritual matter that we realize that is not of God, that it's uh, something else that is functioning in the earth um, that is different from the reality of what God is in his nature. Um, because, uh, you know, a lot of times uh, we can read the scriptures, but we want to give that spiritual understanding of what is going on here when God says, I will put hostility between you, uh, Eve, and the serpent. I will also, um, he says, between enmity between thee and the woman, Okay, so the serpent and the woman, and between thy seed, the serpent's seed, and her seed. And it shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. So what does that look like? When we talk about hostility, enmity, which is hostility between the serpent and the woman, what is really going on there? And we know that between thy seed and her seed, we're talking about um, the, the, the righteous seed, uh, there was two different, we can look at it dimensionally. We can look at it between, uh, because it said Cain was of the wicked one in, Je- in First John uh, chapter 3, and it says that Abel was of the righteous one, and then we have the righteousness of Jesus Christ coming into the earth. So, um, Minister Belinda, let's talk about that a little bit there. Well, I mean, when you get that full understanding, and God said that when all of this started to change, like Sister Gloria, the whole nature changed. So the word changed. What God at first said and built, the difference changed, started changing there. You know, and if you can understand that part, you understand that when that devil comes against you and his seed, his people, there's not going to be no peace there. They're not going to like you. He doesn't like you. He comes to kill, steal, and destroy. So there's going to be a conflict. There's going to be a demonic conflict. And uh, uh, there's a lot of women that have gone through a living hell, you know, from their youth. Mm Mm-hmm. And are uh, mad and angry and saying, why is this happening to me? Why is this always happening to me? This is why. If God has a calling on your life, that devil knows that he's, and he does not like you. And he's coming to kill and steal and destroy you. And that order was set back then. But get the understanding, like Sister Donna said, not being emotional. And what Sister Gloria said, you know, when we walk, he said, when we walk into the light, the light is health. It's it's life. They had that. But when they ate of the tree of good and evil, he said, you will surely die. 
And we know that darkness is death. Everything that comes out of the pit of hell, everything that's connected to the enemy is death. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, and, and I say this as a bear witness to God's word. That happened to me. And I questioned God. And I was angry. But it wasn't until the revelation that God gave me that that, was, that warfare came from hell. Mm-hmm. And God was protecting me even when I didn't know it. Mm-hmm. And when that revelation came, and then to understand, you know, what were the steps? Why did this come forth in the, in the earth? Mm-hmm. Why are women under such great attack? Mm-hmm. You know, women have kept homes together. But what's happening on this earth? If you go back to God's word, you will see it. The understanding set me free. And I mean, it's a spiritual struggle. Without the knowledge and the wisdom of God, you cannot overcome it. But through the power of the living God, through the knowledge and wisdom of his word, you will come over overcome it because God said it. When Jesus came down here and he died on the cross, he said it's done. And I mean, it was a warfare uh, that was so strong. Mm-hmm. It's like fighting and trying to come to this, out of this thick darkness with all your heart, soul, mind, and body trying to reach a place and not understand it. How am I going to go overcome this? Why does after I get out of one, something else comes? What is this? Mm-hmm. And okay. then God tells you, you're almost going to give up, and a word of knowledge comes forth. You go in prayer. You stay up praying for understanding. And the word comes and says, the minute you ask, God heard. But it took the angel over, I don't know, say 14 days of warfare mm-hmm. to come. But when that came, I mean, it, it, there was a power that came out of heaven that delivered that off me. And then the knowledge, the Lord began to tell me, he said, the day you were born, that darkness surrounded you to seek, kill, and destroy. And there was a time when God slayed me, and the power was so strong. No man touched me. The power of God hit me. And my body, like, bounced off the seat the floor. And he said, I was a God to you when you knew me not. I'm the one that closed the doors. And my body went back to New York, saw the doors being closed, and seen the living God standing there. Amen. Amen. So we can we can experience hostility in, in different ways because I, I just want to talk about what Paul said here um, in Romans eight because there was a bouncing back with, between the flesh and the yeah. soul and yeah. and uh, and the spirit in um, yeah. Romans chapter eight because he speaks of the mind here and he speaks of the the flesh and we know in yeah. the flesh. 
we most likely or uh, experiencing something more on that uh, plane that is cornal, a cornality. Yes. When when we're on in the uh, in the soulless realm, we're dealing with what's in the mind, uh, what's yes. in our thoughts, what's in our uh, desires. But when we get yes. to the spirit and the Holy Spirit, where we are walking by the Holy Spirit. We're leaving that, that flesh. We're leaving that soulish mentality yes. behind. Um, and yes. it's enmity. When we're in the spirit, it's enmity against the formality side. Okay? Yes. So in, in Romans chapter 8, verse 1, it says, There is therefore no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not yes. after the flesh, not after the carnal nature. But after the spirit, for the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus had made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do, in that it was weak, though through the flesh. Yes. God sent his own son in the likeness of the sinful flesh, and for the sin condemned sin in the flesh. That the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. Okay? For they that are of the flesh do mind the things of the flesh. Okay? So there's that war. There's that war with the the fleshly side, that carnality side. But they that are after the spirit, the things of the spirit. Okay? So uh, for to be cornally minded is death minded. So cornally yes. minded, dealing with the mind. But in this, yes. to be spiritually minded is life and peace because the cornal mind is enmity against God. God, enmity. that's right. Hostile, hostility. For it Amen. is not the law of God, neither indeed can it be. So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. But ye are not in the flesh, but in the spirit, if so be that the spirit of God dwells in you. Now, if any man have not the spirit of Christ, hallelujah, if any man does not have the spirit of Christ, he is none of his, okay? So uh, we can see what's going on here when he's talking about enmity between your seed and the woman's seed. So yes. I didn't say that. That's what the word of God says. Okay. I and I, I believe in the word of God. Oh, all right. Amen. So then there was going to be enmity, enmity with the serpent seed and, and uh, the woman's seed because thy seed and her seed and it shall bruise thy head and thou shalt bruise his heel. Uh, so uh, naturally, if you have the spirit of God, it produces the uh, spiritual essence of God in the earth. Um, yes, it does. And, and there's going to be enmity against that which is not in tune with the things of God. It's not walking That's by right. the Spirit of God. It's not being led by the Spirit of God. The spirit. Of God in the earth. Yes. That would also be applicable in Galatians chapter 5. But because of time, mm-hmm. I, we won't go there. Uh, but it says, mm-hmm. unto the woman that I will greatly multiply thy sorrow and thy conception and sorrow. And here it is, we know that uh, we move on to the next chapter that he, he again is called Eve, or 
right now, but before she was called woman, but now she's called Eve because she was the mother of all living. And unto Adam also, to his wife, did the Lord give God make coats of skin and clothe them. Um, so he took, you know, there was no need for the one that they made, but he replaces it with coats of skin because, again, they're going out away from the light, the Gordon of uh, Eden, and they're going into, uh, God drove them out of the Gordon of Eden, and they're going into a different place. So she has Abel, I mean, first she has Cain, and then Abel, and what happens with Cain and Abel um, in the next chapter is, is that Cain is not happy with uh, the way that God uh, looks upon him because of the uh, offering that he brought to him, and he's jealous of his brother. He's envious of his brother. He's in carnality. Uh, he doesn't have the spirit nor the mind of the spirit of Christ. Um Working there, he has a different thing that's going on. He's hearing from the voice of darkness, and he goes out to slay his brother Abel, who whose offering was acceptable before the Lord. Um, let's talk about that, Minister Gloria. Please share your thoughts there. Well, here we see a continuation, you know, the, the, of um, of the effects of the sin nature. Uh, and how fatally uh, devastating this is uh, because in just one generation already they're at the point of murder. Uh, So, but can they fix it on their own? They can't. Uh, They can't. Uh, Being separated from God, they are now at the... uh, in, in the hands of the enemy, they're they're uh, they're operating with the sin nature in them, and they can't fix it themselves, and they're just going to continue to get worse. The Bible tells us in Ephesians fourteen that God is our peace. So, being separated from Him, what else could we expect but to see this story come coming to uh, these kinds of results um, in? Uh, in Isaiah 45, 9, it says, Woe to the one who quarrels with his maker, and in this case, God. An earthenware vessel among the vessels of earth, will the clay say to the potter, what are you doing? Or the thing you are making say, he has no hands. Um so they are separated from God. They're in enmity with God, and they're doing everything opposite and contrary to the nature that would be righteous. Um, so it, it, it's um, for us looking on this story and uh, knowing what we know about the evil that entered into their very natures. Uh, and seeing it actually play out still today in our own world, in our day, we see murders being reported every day. And I mean, we we watch all of this uh, crime that happens, and uh, some of us wonder, like, well, what made that person do that? Well, it's being played out to this day. Uh, for those that are separate from God, they shouldn't expect anything different. Um, 
And that's why we need to get the word of God in our minds, especially, because the mind is hostile toward the things of God. Um, I wanted to read Romans 8, 7. It says, because the mind set on the flesh is hostile toward God, for it does not subject itself to the law of God, for it is not even able to do so. It is not even able to do so. So should we really think of these things as being bizarre or odd? They're not. They, uh, they are acting out according to the nature of evil that is now in them. Amen? Amen. 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 That is the word of God. So um, there naturally there's going to be enmity, hostility um, between not only the, uh, the woman, but it said her her children. And, you know, reading from John 3, uh, quickly, I don't want to take much time in it. I'm just going to read uh, verse 11 from verse 11. It says, for First John 3, for this is the message that you heard in, uh, from the beginning, from the beginning, that we should love one another, not as Cain, who was of the wicked one, and slew his brother. And therefore, because his own works were evil and his brother's righteous. Marvel not, my brethren, if the world hates you. We know that we have passed from death into life because we love the brethren. He that loveth not his brethren abided in death. Okay. Uh, making clear distinctions in the word of God and so we can kind of get an understanding of who's who and by what, how do, how is it determined? It's determined by the word of God and it's determined by uh, what the Lord said. And, and he refers back to the beginning a lot in the Bible because we can see that Jesus said um, in the beginning, he said when he refers, when he's talking to the um Pharisees who are challenging him about the woman who had committed adultery and he he doesn't uh you know, he responds back to them and lets them know that he who is without sin let him cast the first stone. He who was out without sin let him cast the first stone and none of them could pick up the none of them could throw a stone. Even though they would have picked it up, none of them could throw one because they all were, in one form or another, they were separated away from God, and they didn't want to accept the union that was there that would allow them um, to have receive atonement to get into where they wouldn't continue to walk in that darkness. So from verse 12, he said, Then spake Jesus unto them, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness. So you wouldn't be... Uh, Hear that voice of the serpent. You wouldn't, you wouldn't uh, follow that voice of the serpent. You would follow. He says, "My children follow after my voice." We, you would follow after the voice of God. You would hear the voice of God. You would recognize the voice of God. You would be in tune with the voice of God. He said, "The Pharisees therefore said unto to him, Thou bearest record of thyself; thy record is not true." And Jesus answered and said unto them. 
there I bear record of myself, yet, though I bear record of myself, yet my record is true. For I know whence I came and whither I go. But ye cannot tell whence I came and whither I go. Ye judge after the flesh. I judge no man, and yet if I judge, my judgment is true. For I am not alone, but I am my Father that sent me. And it says, it is also written in the law that the testimony of two men are true. I am one that bear witness of my uh, of myself, and the and the Father that sent me bear witness of me. And then said they unto him, Where is thy father? Jesus answered, Ye neither know my father nor nor my father. If if ye you see, they're in two different contrasts. They can't. He's talking spirit. They're talking flesh. And even though the Pharisees knew the word, they still were talking. From flesh, and he says, These words spake Jesus in the treasury as he taught in the temple. No man laid hands on him, for his hour was not yet come. But they're still challenging Jesus here, and he, he goes and he refers back to the beginning of, uh, of time, and he says to them, He says that they are of their father. Uh, you know, he, he refers to them and he says, we then said uh, they to him, we be not born of fornication, we have one father, even God. Jesus said unto them, if God were your father, ye would love me, for I proceeded forth and came from God. Neither came I of myself, but he said, he sent me. Well, why do you not understand my speech, even because ye cannot hear my word? Ye are of your father the devil, and the lust of your father ye will do. He was a murderer from the beginning and abode not in the truth, because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own, for he is a liar and the father of it. And because I tell you the truth, ye believe not me not. Which of you convincing me of sin, and if uh, say the truth, we, why do ye not believe me? Now, some people uh, say, stay away from things that are controversial, but the Holy Ghost will dip right into what is actually the truth and the fact that is there. Amen? Um, they, uh, Jesus didn't hide from nothing that was of the Word. He, he released the Word as it is according to God. He did not fear man. Bless his name. Uh, so the hostility will be there, um, but Amen. we shouldn't allow it to become an emotion, nor should we entertain it uh, and become carnal. Uh, we should Amen. remain in the spirit and, and draw from what the spirit says and release in what the spirit says in the spirit and truth of God. Amen. Bless the Lord. Um, now Amen. we're down to. Ten minutes here, so I want to open up the lines to anyone that has anything to share or say about the topic we've been speaking on about Eve, uh, which was the first woman um, of the Bible and uh, the first woman of God, the first molded and shaped by God into his likeness um, and into his image, and the first one to uh, sew a garment for the body. Uh, she was also uh, the first woman to discern the serpent. Um, there was many things about Eve, 
she was the first to have a son that was a murderer, the first uh, also to produce the son of righteousness. She was the mother that led to Jesus Christ um, coming into the earth. Uh, we know that in Matthew 1. And also, too, there's so many things about Eve that we, we could have uh, spoken of and that we could have went over. But as it is, this topic is so deep um, that and so much revelation in it. But to those that are listening in, please share your thoughts if you have any and state where you're calling from. Um, if you choose to remain anonymous and not state your name, that's fine. The lines are open. Hello. Hello. Uh, um, well, Lisa Case from Texas. Um, yes. Welcome. You're welcome. Uh, listening to all of this. Oh, I was listening to all this um, about um, this. Uh, I, I feel I have a problem with this, but I didn't have it when I was younger. Um, a I think a hater person prayed this on me and my daughter because she uh, was not happy that the fact that we play and, and get along with my daughter, and she was not able to get along and have uh, any fun with her kids at all because this was a uh, thing was on her. So um, she prayed, and I didn't realize, I didn't know it was on me at all, the rebellion, whatever thing. I didn't know it was on me at all. I found out about it about six months ago when people were saying, that's on you. So I didn't know how that got on me. I still don't know. I mean, I know now, but it didn't. She prayed it. person prayed it, and I didn't know until now. So this rebellious, lying thing on me. So many people had told me there was a lie on you, there was a lie on you. So now I'm, I'm really struggling to get this thing off of me. And I'm I'm really hurting here. I, I don't know what else to do to get it off because I know I can't do my call of my life. That's what my whole desire was to do the call of my life. And I won't get to do the call of my life if I won't get this thing off me. So mm-hmm. it's really a it's really a problem for me because I know it wasn't on me when I was born or my whole mm-hmm. life until I had a child or whatever, and then somebody was a hater to do that to me. So I mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I really wanted off of me and my child, but yeah, I don't. <laughs> I don't have any answers. I've taken authority. I've taken authority, and uh, I don't know what else to do. I'm I'm really ready to give up, for real. So, I mean, I'm listening, but the answers mm-hmm. I've heard are not a choice that I would want to take. I'm really not a, a person that gives up, but I've been tackling with this for so long that, uh, oh, my God. It's okay. horrifying too. So yeah. Oh okay. So um 
first of all, I want to say to say is not to receive everything that everyone tell you. And um, you, one of the things we've been pointing out is to hear the voice of God is most important. To hear the voice of God. Um, the other thing that I can tell you, and I'm speaking not only to you but to the body of Christ. The Bible says to be led by the Spirit and to walk by the Spirit. In order to be led by the Spirit and walk by the Spirit, you must allow Jesus Christ to be sovereign over your life. You must allow him to be uh, the one and true person that you are seeking for everything. It's not necessarily that everything can come from man. Uh, God will use man as a vessel, but God is your uh, the the one that you should be seeking in at all, and there should be a confirmation from God in everything you get. Um, the way we uh, move away from out of that uh, darkness, out of things that are holding us back from God, it's absolutely we have to play a role in it. We have to say. I give these things up. It's no longer my portion. I accept the things of Jesus Christ in my life and start walking into it. How do you walk into it? You get on your knees and say, Lord, Jesus, come into my life. Be the leader of my life. I accept and I receive your voice and your call. And open up and receive it and, and let him and tune yourself to that. Tune yourself to the Lord. Um, we want to spend the next three minutes praying for ourselves and the body of Christ. Um, Minister Belinda, can you do that? We have three minutes uh, before it, the, it will close out. Please yes. pray for two minutes now, two minutes okay. down. Uh, okay. Praying for the body of Christ, please. Okay. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come before thy throne room, godly, in boldness, Lord Jesus, but humble. Father, we pray for the body of Christ. Lord, in the name of Jesus, God, and by the power of the living God. Father, we pray for understanding, because you said my people perish for lack of understanding. So, God, I'm asking right now that you enlighten their eyes of of understanding, God. I pray that every form of bondage be broken, God. Every form of darkness, God, be broken, Father. In the name of Jesus, God. Every spirit trying to bound people up to hold them in bondage, God. We curse it by your word, Father. But, Lord, you said you came to give life life more abundantly. But, God, life is found in you, Lord. Hope is found in you, Lord, God. God, I praise you, God, for what you will do, God. For you are a keeper of your word, God. You are mighty, Father. You said you came to set the captive free, to bind up the brokenhearted, God. Lord, we pray, God. Lord, we release our warned angels, God. God, we pray for your wisdom and your understanding to come, God. But, Lord, you said, God, your wisdom and understanding will bring people out of bondage, God. We pray, God, that people will fall out, God, before you. And cry out to you, Lord God, and surrender their lives to you, Lord Jesus. Hear that my sin did it be called on my side. 
God, there is nothing that you cannot do. There is no form of darkness that you cannot break, Lord. So, Lord, God, we're standing, Lord, on your word. You said heaven and earth will pass away before one part of your word. God is moved. Lord, you are God, sovereign. Headed about Sunday because of We ask you, Lord Father, we pray right now for this lady, Lord Jesus. I pray that you will give her visions and dreams, God, with understanding and knowledge, Father. I pray for Sister Jacqueline, God, and her son. Whatever that situation is, that you be in the midst of it, God. For you are the Alpha and the Omega. You are our helper, Lord. You are the beginning and the end, Lord, to everything, God. In Jesus' name we pray. Lord, believe in all things, God, according to thy will and thy glory, God. Lord, you hold it all in your hands, Lord Jesus. And the only way, God, is through you. The only answers are through you, Father. You said in the name of Jesus, Yahweh. In the name of Jesus, God. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name. Now, the recording has stopped, but the lines are still open. So I want to um, uh, return back to the question also, too, that was being asked by uh, Lisa on the phone. I want, yes. want to uh, just read in John chapter 15 real quickly um, for you, because I want you to understand um, it's not a, in, no other intervention between you and God. Um, Jesus came down, God, in the flesh that you might know him in his likeness. And there's no special um, thing that any man or woman of God have greater than God. Nothing. Not not one of us. Not a prophet. Not an apostle. Not a teacher. Not a pastor. Not none. None of us are greater nor powerful than Jesus Christ Himself. And Jesus Amen. said in, in John 15, He says, "I am the true vine, and my Father is the husbandman." Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he take it away. And every branch that beareth fruit, he purge it. He purge it. That it may bring forth more fruit. So now ye are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine. No more can ye ex- except ye abide in me. I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abideth in me and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. Now, 
I, I want to stop right there because it's just one um, thing that is so important there that we get, that he is the vine. And in order for you to be a branch on the vine, you must attach to it. You must cling to it. You must allow the purging. You must allow the shaping. You have to open up your ears to hear from the vine. Now, one of the things we often do uh, when we are distressed with many things, so many things coming about from different angles, is we tend to allow those things that are coming to enter in, again, to tamper with our emotions, our desires, and our thoughts. And because we so are so bombarded with it, we can um, set our mind upon it instead of keeping our mind in tune with God. And we often busy ourselves in areas that will not allow us to hear from God. And it's not necessarily rebellion that will keep you away from God, but when you recognize the rebellion, do you repent? And if you have repented, you, you no longer have that desire to be in that rebellion. Okay, so I believe that you did. You don't like. Uh, I mean, if someone said that you are in rebellion and you believe that you are in rebellion, I'm sure that you don't like it, and that is not your point. That you don't accept it and you don't receive it. You're not uh, allowing it to go off into your soul and your emotions to keep you captured and capsized. So. It's a matter of you making a choice right now today. Is rebellion yours? Do you receive that you are in rebellion? Sister uh, Lisa, do you, do you receive that you're in that rebellion? Uh, I don't, I, well, I'm angry but because I found out and because I've been fighting and fighting and fighting in the spirit for this. Seeking the Lord, and it's I've taken authority. I've done everything that I know to do in order to get it off. So, uh, what in order for God to get it off, I have to. You're saying I have to agree. Let's go back to the question. You said I have to agree with it in order for God to get it off. Listen to me very well. This is a yes or no question. Do you believe that you are in rebellion? That you are rejecting the now I of do. God? Yes, yes. Do now you, I do. Yeah. In what way because do I you can. believe that you? In what way do you believe you're rejecting the things of God? I can't get to them. Okay, I but what? Did you, what action did you perform that is in rebellion to God? What action did you actually perform? And made you reject God. Did, did God give you an order and you rebelled against it? Against it? Did, did God, do you understand God's laws and did you reject his laws? Well, I guess if I don't, if, you know, he allowed certain people to do what they did, I guess I rejected against because they did that. I mean, I don't I don't know what. Are you Okay, does that mean that you're angry? 
or are you saying that you're angry at God? Not at God, but I well, don't I'm know still why. trying to get to the point of rebellion. Did you? Did God give you an order and you didn't follow? I I don't I don't recall if He did give me an order and I didn't follow it. Uh, okay. Did did you disobey the word of God? I don't think I have, but... Okay, then tell me why do you believe that you're in rebellion? Because this thing is on my leg and I can't get it off. <laughs> okay, but but a rebellion is not you know, a thing being on your leg. Um, rebellion means that... You performed the act against God. You rejected God. You rejected His no. word. Uh, did you no. sin? Are you li- are no. you in sin? Did you sin? No, 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 no. Do you I live in sinful? Do you have sinful thoughts? No. Okay. Cast every imagination down. It is not profitable to your imagination that is not profitable to me in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Right now, repeat after me. I decree and I reject every spoken word over my life that is of rebellion. I reject every spoken word. I decree every spoken word of rebellion over my life. I reject reject every spoken word. Of rebellion over my life. I reject every spoken word of rebellion that's been spoken over my life. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. I am not in rebellion. 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 My daughter is not in rebellion. My daughter is not in rebellion. Receive the righteousness of Jesus Christ. In the righteousness of Jesus Christ. I dwell in the righteousness of Jesus Christ. I dwell in the righteousness of Jesus Christ. Daughter dwells in the righteousness of Jesus Christ. My daughter is clothed in the righteousness of Jesus Christ. I can hear every word of God. I can hear every word of God. I hear the voice of Jesus Christ. I hear the what? I hear the voice of Jesus Christ. I hear the voice of Jesus Christ. I reject the voice of satanic principalities. I reject the the voices of satanic principalities. I reject the voice of darkness. I reject the voice of darkness. I reject the voice of witches and wizards. I reject the voice of witches and wizards. Witches and witches. I reject the voice of witches and wizards. 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 
Jesus is my portion in the land of the living. Amen. Amen. I am not conformed to rebellion. I am conformed to the righteousness of God. I am not conformed to rebellion, but I am conformed to the righteousness of God. Amen. Amen. So, so you see how the serpent can whisper something in the ear, and it uh-huh. begins to manifest in the mind. Oh. And God said, "Cast down every imagination that is not profitable to your soul." So, does does the, someone telling you in your ear that rebellion? You you and your daughter is under rebellion. Is it profitable to your soul? No. It's not profitable to your soul. So it's, it's up to you to say, I reject it. I only receive that which is of God into my life. Amen. When God says, I am that I am, I am blessed. I am blessed. I am a child of the Most High God. Amen? So what is of God is of you because God in you is greater than that that is in the world. So you have to speak. You have to speak as though that you are I am, not not as though that you are a distant child of the Lord. Now, so you want to speak that your leg is healed. It is aligned to the kingdom of God. It is aligned to the will of God in the heavens for you. Amen? Amen. So speak over it. Point to your leg now and speak over it. I speak over my leg right now. It's aligned with Christ. It's aligned with Jesus Christ. It's submitted to Jesus Christ. It's submitted to under his authority in Christ. Keep speaking it until the Holy Ghost is working. Keep speaking Christ, I'm aligned with Jesus Christ. Now. Christ, I'm aligned with Christ. Everything that has hold over my leg must let go. It belongs to Jesus Christ. Everyone start speaking over her leg now. Start praying over her leg now. I decree in the name of Jesus Christ that leg is belonging to Jesus. Devil, you will let loose of let loose of that leg in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. I decree and establish that it belongs to the Lord God Almighty. Devil, take your hand off of our life. Take your hand off of our mind. Take your hand off of her soul. As a young corrupt, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. You still feel like something is holding your leg. In bondage. No. No. Amen. Now, what are you going to do the next time that you believe you believe that something is manifesting? Not receive it. Okay. Because, because it's spiritual, you see. Whatever you receive into your mind and allow to manifest, it will be that. As a, as a man, as a man is thinking it, so it will be, but... 
if you allow the devil to move you to the corner mind, you will walk in the corner mind. But if you allow God to partake of the word of God for your life, the one that is the refiner, the one that is the healer of Oshende Osanda, the healer of Rebecca Shende. How can you protect of what what is going on in the atmosphere for you? The Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost are in agreement in heaven. It's the God, the one God, is in, in control of everything, and he is in you. How can your leg continue to trouble you? It must go. It must go. The doctor tell you something? Who who is the whose report are you gonna believe? God's or the doctor? <laughs> whose report will you believe? God's or the doctor? The God the God's report is who I'm gonna believe. I'm gonna believe the report of the Lord. Hallelujah. You have to believe the report of the Lord. I'm going do you see the serpent spoke here? The serpent spoke to you. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, to be careful with those in your gateways. You can't hear from everything and everybody. Not everybody is walking in the spirit. Not walking in the yeah. Holy Ghost. Amen. If I if I come to you with a prophetic word, the Lord is showing me that you're doing something and. And I have to tell you, but just as the Lord, if you, if you line up this way, walk this way, then you'll come in. So if the Lord is telling me something negative, I have to tell you the positive side of it. Hallelujah. So if I leave you standing with the negative side of it, is, is it necessarily the voice of God? Because if God is bringing something, he's bringing something to bring you out of something. Amen. There's an answer. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So I can't come to you if I'm with the voice of God and I say, this is where you are, and I'm not telling you how you're coming out. Amen. Amen. So your gateways your gateway are going to be uh, something that you have to pay close attention to because he comes on the outside to, to get the inside. Amen. And when he starts to us all, I give it to us. And your mindset, he, 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 he will capsize you because that's mm-hmm. the part that he can deal with. But he can't deal with your spirit, man. He can't deal mm-hmm. with the Holy Ghost in the spirit. And when the Holy Ghost is sitting in the spirit, he must flush out. He has to go. Amen. Amen. He has to go. He can't rest there. Hmm. I am not saying something that I don't know that I haven't experienced, that I don't understand. I'm saying something that I know for a fact. That I don't care what part of your body is ailing you. When you talk to the Lord, he, it will be healed. It will be healed. Amen? Amen? You still there, Lisa? Hello? Still there, Lisa? 
to the Lord. Hallelujah. Um, Minister Gloria, please close it out and give thanks to God for what he's going to do in Jesus' name. Father God, I thank you, Lord God, for your almighty power. Thank you, Lord God, that in your great mercy, Lord, that you sent your Son, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, that he suffered and he died on the cross, dear God, and he removed our sin back from us, Father God. He gave us his righteousness, Lord. Thank you that he's given us eternal life, dear God. We thank you, Lord God, for your mercies and your grace toward us, almighty God. We thank you, Lord. Lord, and we bless you. Amen. 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 Bless the Lord. So one of the things is, is I want you to do is focus on speaking positive things on your life and keep seeking the Lord and, and shut those gateways out. Shut those gateways out. You know, the Bible says there's going to come a time for the uh, famine of the word of God in the earth. And one of the things you have to do is you're going to have to seek the Lord so that he can light the oil in the lamp. So that he can light the oil in the lamp. And it's not an easy thing to do when you are... uh, when when you're allowing emotions to rule and reign inside of your moral body, in order, like I said, in order to shut that down, you're going to have to tune into the Lord. You're going to have to spend some time with Him and, and get your uh, self uh, uh, in fellowship with where the voice of the Lord is really manifesting, not not any word that comes by because otherwise you will not be able to hear from him. And so the reason why is because these things that the devil used to bring you into emotional state, fear, fear, you see, you're going to have to go to places that's going to feed your soul and, and feed it rightly so that the spirit of God will rule and reign inside your mortal body and that you can be led by it. Your gateways are very important. Again, your eyes, what you see, what you hear, what you smell, what you taste, they all trigger the soul. They all, what you feel, uh, somebody touching you, it, it, it will trigger your soul. And that's where the devil wants to work it. So I, I implore you to uh, watch those gateways, and I, I encourage you to stand in the faith of the Lord and speak positive things over your life, not the negative. Allow the negative things uh, to cast them down, send them in the hellfire, the rightful place where they belong, and stay in tune with the Lord. Stay in tune with the Lord in this hour. That's where you want to be. Um, before we uh, close out, is there anyone else that had any prayer requests or have anything that you want to say before we close out? Um, yes, Reverend Donna, this is Gigi, and I wanted to say that I was listening. Uh, I came in on the last part of the show, and I was listening to uh, how to to get rid of uh, the evilness and 
from your life and your soul. Even though I pray, I, I pray constantly all day, every day, but sometimes it just continues to, but even if continues to attack me in some way, shape, form, or fashion, what do I do? Okay. Um, I, you know, I always tell everybody prayer is good, but without the word of God um, feeding um, you, because Jesus is the word, and so um, we need the word of God to give utterance for our prayers. Because in the flesh, we not often know what to say. We know not often what to pray um, when we're communing or communicating to God. So without the word, we we can read the word of God, but we need uh, God to open us up to receive what he has for us in it. So the first prayer would be, Lord, open, uh, speak to me through your word. Uh, open my mind, my spirit, and my soul to receive it, what you have for me in this word. And, you know, speak to me um, audibly. Speak to me in dreams. Speak to me in visions. Uh, speak to me in any way that you have to speak to me, Lord, not to confine him, not to restrict the Lord from working with you and in you. Um, now, does that say that things that are, are external will not, uh, mm-hmm. external things, like I'm talking about the the, the gateways. You know, we have gateways that oftentimes we open up and allow the enemy in to our ears, um, mm-hmm. you know, through our eyes, uh, through our smell, through our taste. Uh, those things mm-hmm. trigger our emotions. It triggers our emotions in one way or other. It's going to produce a thought. It's going to produce a th- desire. It's going to produce something out of it. So our inner spirit has to be more aligned and in tune with the things of God. We have to be hearers. We have to be uh, hearers. We have to hear the word of God constantly, not if we're not reading in one way or another. We have to uh, move away from those things or away from the things of God. The more we hear, the more that we see and our eyes are more uh, captive in that, the, uh, the more we desire the things of God. And as the Lord is in us and with us, he's going to fight those mm-hmm. battles and we have to trust him in it. Have to trust yes. that he's gonna do it, and not to try to put ourselves in it. Because what does the enemy do? The first time you set your mind to Christ, he will try to enter those gateways. And the Bible yes. says, "Go into your heart." And so, as yes. soon as we go into that emotional trauma, that's when the enemy begins to aggress us and try to hold us down and keep us held backwards. Uh, keep us from moving forward. And so we have Amen. to guard everything, guard our gateways. Then what What did they do? They put up a strong Jesus as your high tower to be able to see everything out there coming at you before it gets you to you. He's your refuge. Yes. Amen. Okay? Amen. So Amen. our refuge, then we need uh, on the outside of those uh, gates, 
there was a place that was being guarded. On the inside, it was being guarded. Amen? Amen. So we have to be a little more proactive and not wait for the enemy to hit us before we trying to take understanding on what's going on and before, you know, he puts us in a slumber or he's holding us down and he's keeping us from functioning, we have to be more proactive about it. And we have to also stand up when we realize that we're getting to that point. We have to stand up and we have to battle. We have to begin to battle with the devil. We have to begin to declare things and decree things over our life, the fruitfulness of it, not the negative side. We have to begin to decree the reality of the word of God into that atmosphere. Amen? Exactly. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Reverend Dahl. Amen. Sister Jacqueline, do you have anything you would like to add to that? I see you there. I don't know if you can speak. Minister Gloria, do you have anything you would like to add to that? I I wanted to read um, 1 Corinthians 5, 1 to 5, because it, it gives us so much instructions just in these few verses. It says, it is actually reported that there is immorality among you, an immorality of such a kind as does not exist even among the Gentiles, that someone has his father's wife. And he goes on to say, you have become arrogant and have not mourned instead, so that the one who had done this deed would be removed from your midst. For I, on my part, though absent in body, but present in spirit, have already judged him who has so committed this, as though I were present in the name of our Lord Jesus, when you are assembled, and I with you in spirit, with the power of our Lord Jesus, I have decided to deliver such a one to Satan for the destruction of the flesh, so that his spirit may be saved in the day of the Lord Jesus. You know, when we are in sin, and we just keep keep going and we don't stop and acknowledge the the state or the condition that we are in. We just keep walking in it and we don't give it over to the Lord. You know, it it just, it just proliferates. It's it's like having an infection just gets worse and worse and it's never dealt with. Um, We need to be aware of not just ourselves, but those that we're with, the people who who is it that we're associating with. Um, We need to, Uh, have disciplines in our life that keeps us in touch with the things of God, the word of God, constantly before the Lord. And if we don't, we're just allowing ourselves slowly into this being lulled into a corrupt state. So I would just say, you know, stay in the disciplines of the Lord. Stay in prayer. Um, Some people can fast and that helps them uh, meditation, the word of God, reading the word of God, and, and um, uh, just practicing what we're reading in it, allowing the Lord to speak to our hearts, allowing the Lord to correct us. Uh, so many don't want the correction of the, the, uh, in their lives, but how necessary it is. And actually, it's the loving God that would correct us. So just uh, maintaining the disciplines um, that the Lord teaches us in his word. Amen. Amen. And finally, uh, Psalms 1, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. 
Um, at times, the reason why I said seeding in the seed of scornful, that's a tough one sometimes in that um, our work environment um, that we exist in, um, certain environments that we have to walk into, and sometimes even in our own household, um, we can be sitting in the seat of scornful things. And so that's why it's so an important uh, thing to take, understanding that uh, when we are seated in heavenly places, our mind is sitting in heavenly places. When our soul, uh, our spirit is sitting in heavenly places, we are outside of the uh, uh, part of scornfulness because our house is not uh, united with another house. Amen. So uh, we have to allow, sometimes we are often in environments, but uh, physically, but spiritually, uh, we can be housed up in somewhere else. We could be seated in heavenly places. I hope that's helping someone. Because uh, scornfulness is is a a tough battle to deal with, especially when um, you're hearing voices. Uh, that they're saying negative things to you all the time. When you uh, when you're seeing uh, uh, faces that are looking at you in such a way that uh, makes you feel lesser than a person or dehumanizing you. Um, when I'm talking about quarrelsomeness, uh, uh, being made of uh, uh, satire. Satire's uh, remarks, and they talking about you, but uh, they're pretending as though that it is some something else because they can't come. Remember, the serpent can't come directly at you, so they can't they can't come directly to you, verbatim, and say something. But they'll try to use satire uh, around your house. Do you understand? So um, uh, you don't have to be seated. In the midst of it, if you, when your mind is seated in heavenly places, when your soul is seated in heavenly places, and when your body is seated, your gateways, your body is seated in heavenly places, it will out illumine the darkness, and it will not penetrate you to where it becomes thoughts, thoughts of darkness. It will become more so thoughts of the light. Amen. So uh, those are things that you want to um, uh, put set and ponder on. The more that you have evidence of being renewed in the mind, uh, the more transformation takes place, and it, 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 the, the the points that stick you will not penetrate you. And the only way the transformation will take place is to be in the Word of God. It's the Word of God that transforms the heart and the mind. There's no other way to do it. There's no other mm-hmm. way. Uh, this this is true, but I also want to take point when you hear from the voice of God out of the Word of God, and when the Lord speaks to you, uh, because the Bible, there's evidence of the prophetic when the Lord will speak to you uh, through the Holy Ghost. And there's evidence in dreams and in visions that the Lord will communicate certain things to you. It becomes a deeper revelation. And so this is where the body of Christ is missing. It because there's, there's a, a, a logos in the word and then there's a rhema. 
where the deep revelation comes out of the word. And when that revelation comes in, it's like no nobody else can tell you because the Lord has given it to you. And it becomes a, a rhema. It comes to life in, in you. And so you don't see things the same way. So no, not just the word alone in itself, but the revelatory word. Uh, of God to where you, you're you going to be transformed because of many people, they read the word and they say the word, but it's not revelatory. So it, it, it has no life in it. It's still walking in death. Many people go off into church environments and it's dry, no Holy Ghost, no presence of God in it. So it, it has to come alive to bring transformation. Amen. It has to come alive in order for it to bring transformation. So in order for you to talk to God, you pray to God. There there should be a vision. There should be revelation come out of it because unless we perish, we perish. Without knowledge, we perish. Without vision, we perish. Without understanding of the revelation, we perish. We perish. Okay, so we wanted to come alive for the transformation. Um, I hope everybody is understanding me there because um, many, I'm sure, of us have dreams, and and when that dream comes in and aligns to the world, it, it, it sparks something to you that that is different from the norm of when you read that word. Um, when when the Lord speaks to you. It, the prayer becomes, it's like I'm excited because God is talking to me. It, it, it means something to me. Um, I'm, I'm excited because uh, he sent forth his word uh, to me. Um, I'm excited when I'm aware that I'm in the prophetic and when I'm not. Um, not that so much that I, I'm not seeking the eternal. I, I doesn't, I, we shouldn't allow it to override the fact that we're seeking eternal life in it all. Amen? Amen. Because, because when we stop seeking eternal life and we put our mind and focus it on the things of this world, we it will, it will perish us also. It will perish us. Because that's what it's all about. We We want to go to have that eternal life. That's why... God came that we might know him, that we may have what? Eternal life. Okay? So that should be our focus. When we put our mind upon other things of this world, more so than we do God, it becomes what? Mammon? And we have to make a choice, God or the mammon. God or the mammon. And every time... When I put my mind up on doing the, doing the work of God and doing his will, I'm rejoicing because I feel more comfortable in that abode. But when I get outside of that abode and I put my mind in other places, it, it's not doing anything for me. It's not, it doesn't balance me. I hope everybody is understanding what I'm saying because it's very important that you get that in order for you to get your connection. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. We thank God. We thank God. 
So is there any other questions in the prayer request? Okay. All right, in that case, well, Father, we thank you and we glorify you for everything. And we pray that all of those that uh, are seeking you, Father, that you will be that refiner's fire to reveal yourself. Let it be like fire set up in the bone, uh, Lord, that they can um, feel you and know you in your likeness and that they could uh, taste of the goodness of you through your word, Father. And that that word would become revelatory, that there would be transformation and renewing. Well, Father, that you would take them into places that they have never seen before, that you would send forth your ministering angels, your uh, messenger angels, and your warring angels to fight off all of those wicked uh, things of the enemy that's trying to enter into the gateways. Father, I pray that you will silence it out, that they could have time in you, Father to have uh, a clear and um, intelligent decisions, O oh Lord, to strive for that eternal glory, to strive for that relationship with you, O oh Father, to strive to remain attached to the vine. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, that when they drink from that vine, that they will grow fruitful and multiply unto your glory. And, Father, that the glory of you, O oh Lord, will dwell in them and with them, O oh Father, with us and with it's in us, oh God, that as we uh, speak the things of you, that it will have revelatory knowledge, that when we that we will go forth in you, Father, that we will not rely on the things of this world that men have said and things that they have uh, put into to, to place, oh Father, that we will, will we will be transformed as Gideon was and see the likeness of you and know that we know, oh Lord, that we're walking uh, into the right path, oh Father, and that we will learn of your ways and find that true favor in your sight, oh Father, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. As we say amen, let it be so for all of us in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 We want to make his peace uh be your portion all the days to come. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you all. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.